0: Welcome to the Kesed Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and hope you enjoyed today's sermon. If you'd like to find out more about Kesed, you can head to kesedchurch.com or find us on Facebook. Hey, good morning and welcome to Kesed Church. My name is Danny. If you're new with us and you're joining us uh, from wherever you are, we're excited that you're here to uh, participate in this service at Kesed Online. Uh, I've not done a lot of this before, so uh, we're just going to see how this goes. Uh, I know this much. I know if I walk off the screen this much that I disappear. I know that. That's for sure. So uh, I, I've been given those instructions. It's, the rest of it, though, uh, you know, it's just all up in the air. But I'm i am so excited that you came here. I think that being able to come and and... and and Together as Christians and just be the body of Christ is so very important right now. I know that there's a lot of people feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of stress. And I'm, um, I- I'm in it with you. It's, it's so unknown, all that's happening in our world. And so uh, what I want to do first is I just want to take a moment and pray. Uh, I want to pray specifically first for uh, all those who are currently suffering uh, with sickness. Those who are... Uh, who are struggling during this time to, uh, to feel secure in their own bodies, what a, what a struggle that is. And so I wanna lift those folks up in prayer. I also wanna pray for all of those on the front lines, for nurses and doctors from our very church that are out there caring for people, risking themselves. Um, you are, you're truly, truly heroes and you are saving lives and we are thankful for you and we wanna lift you up in prayer. And then we wanna pray for those who have lost or are unsure of their jobs at this time. For uh, people with, with unknown futures and that are just sitting here right now uh, watching this, spending time with other believers asking, where is God in all this? And so let's just take a moment before we, uh, we get started with today's teaching and let's just go before our God. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the way that you are going to use this to, to bring glory to you for the way that you are going to show up in this difficult situation and that you already are showing up, for the way that you are going to uh, reach people, for the way that you are going to touch people, for the way that you are going to provide for people. I pray, God, for all of those that I just mentioned, that you would comfort them, that you would be with them, that you would meet them right where they are, in their homes right now, and that you would just bring peace into their lives. I'm so thankful, God, that there is a way provided that we can all still meet together. But more than that, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit who is over and within all of this, in every home right now, in every heart. You know, Lord, all the fears. You know all the struggles. You know all the things that are, that are keeping us not just trapped in our homes, feeling, but, God, actually actually trapped inside our minds within worry. I ask, God, that you would just uh, just bring your peace That is only from you. We lift this entire time to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I want to give you a few things about our church and how we're going to communicate from now on. I want to start off with kind of restructuring us as a church body. I think it's really important for us as we uh, continue over the next uh, possibly few months to understand how we can best communicate together. With uh, how fast things are moving, we've decided to be more fluid and responsive with our times together. I want to admit before I roll out these things to you that uh, I I want to confess honestly that I don't know and I'm learning too. That uh, the things that are happening in our world with the virus are changing almost daily. And so right now I want to lay before you some thoughts that we have about how we as a church in our area can best minister to people, but recognize we're learning more and that some of it, even that we give you today, may change in the future. I also wanna say that we're making the best decisions with the information we have now, recognizing, as I said a minute ago, it's all likely gonna change. So I hope this is helpful, but I, I hope more than that, it's encouraging. I want to talk about how we as a church are going to interact with one another because this will be an important part of how we stay connected and encourage one another. So let me just give you a few points about how Kessid's going to move forward. First, we will continue hosting Kessid online Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. right here we're going to uh, host both services. We're going to have live chat with our online campus pastor, Chris Potter, who's there now. Uh, chat him, say hello. I think you can give a little heart in the icon there and just uh, let him know that you're watching. But he's, he's taking this very serious. As for a lot of folks, this is uh, some of the only interaction they have during these services and so uh feel free to chat to make comments to to share encouragement and so forth Uh, also we want to be continuously praying for you i don't know if there's really anything more important right now to uh to bring encouragement to to our church body than prayer and so there is a prayer card button on your screen and anytime during this message you can click that button and put a prayer request in there and someone will be in touch with you to pray about that. It's such an important thing for us to do right now is go before God and to, uh, to, to lift up our cares, to lift up our concerns to Him and, uh, and all that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, next, because our children matter so much to us, we will have Kesed Kids on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at 10 a.m. Uh, this will be uh, directed through kesedkidsonline.com. It will uh, direct you straight through to a time with Pastor Keith, I think it's going to be a great time. I know that uh, they, they've been doing some of this already and kind of trialing it, and they've had a great response, seeing as a lot of our kids enjoy online time as it is. But uh, this is the way we want to stay connected with them. We're going to be doing all kinds of things to uh, bring them back to uh, the God who cares, to remind them, I should say, their focus around him and what it is that uh, he wants to remind them of, and also to stay connected to each other because, as we know, it can be fairly lonely. We're also gonna have Kessid Student Ministries every Wednesday at 7 p.m. at kesedsm.com. Uh, they just did this last Wednesday. They had over 30 students streaming at one time, talking, uh, laughing. My daughter was, was screaming and playing a game and she claimed she won. I don't know if that's true. So those of you who played with her, uh, you should challenge that. But she said she defeated everyone. That's what she said. So we'll have to see if Lainey's telling the truth because she's watching it right now. Lastly... We will be sending you a weekly email newsletter every single Monday. This is going to highlight all of the things that I just talked about as well as some other things that we're going to be doing uh, in the coming weeks. So uh, please check that out. These things that I just talked about, they will become the most central way we will be communicating with you everything that is happening within our church community. This is how we're going to talk with you, to encourage you, to receive from you, to coordinate needs that we have as a community. This will be the way that we're going to do it. But none of this will be possible if we don't have up-to-date contact information. This is a big thing right now for churches that got pushed online suddenly quite fast and, 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 and weren't as prepared as... a as others, churches like ours, churches that didn't plan on going online till fall, we don't have every church member's information. And so what I wanna do right now is I wanna give you guys a few minutes to fill out that online communication card. It's very simple. Um, It's just your name, phone number, and email, that's it. It will let us send you the newsletter. It will let us uh, uh, text you push notifications if there's different opportunities for you to uh, connect, and it will give you an opportunity to help serve other people we're hoping in our community and uh, within our church body that are in need. And so I'm just going to give you two minutes, click on that, fill it out now, and I'll be right back. Thank you guys so much for doing that. It will make being able to connect with you so much easier throughout the week. Uh, We're grateful for you taking a few moments to to give us that information. Uh, A few other things before I dive in. Uh, We were gonna do a building tour update video. We're gonna postpone that just a little while longer. We had some really neat things happen in the building, uh, but they're not quite wrapped up. And so uh, when those wrap up, we'll do a full building tour. We're also going to do a Pastor Tom update. Uh, probably within the next few weeks to talk about kind of the state of our church and how things are and where things are and how all of this affects our building project and so forth. And so uh, I hope you're looking forward to that. Now, uh, you may have noticed on the set that we are no longer in our anonymous series. We felt that in order to be a little more fluid and react a little more with you, that we would change that up, that we would pause that series. So here's what we're going to do. Over the next nine weeks, we're going to focus each week on a different fruit of the spirit as a church. The whole week focused on a different fruit of the spirit. Uh, Galatians 5:22 and 23 say, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy." Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. We're going to study these and spend time in these in a series we're actually launching right here this morning entitled We the Church. This is going to be a series about these times, about what we're dealing with, and I hope encouraging you every week to focus on one of those attributes in order to experience the Holy Spirit, and the love of God in a real and powerful way. We, the church, have a significant responsibility in this uneasy time to show up as God's people for a hurting and fearful world. Now, the hard part about that is that if you yourself are hurting and fearful, it's really tough for you. I know it is and has been for me to show up in an encouraging way. As a matter of fact, I didn't want to get on this stage and be disingenuous about what was going on in my heart. And so up until just a few days ago, I I felt peace, but I wouldn't say I felt courage. I wouldn't say that I felt like I just wanted to, to get out there and and, and slay the dragon of my own fear. As a matter of fact, I, I wrestled with some, some dark afternoons and some, some dark nights where I just had to go before God and admit that, uh, that I don't understand all this that's going on. But I know that he does. And I know that the more time I spent with him, the more time I spent uh, reading his word, the more time I spent praying, the more that I could see that, that God, he has me, he has our situation, he has you right where you are. And uh, he's going to encourage you. He's going to strengthen you if you're willing to, uh, I think, first be honest and name your feelings. If you don't feel it, be honest about it. Share it. And I, that's what last week's message was about. And I had a whole bunch of people let me know and share with me what they were feeling. And I think once we do that, we're able to, to just be our true selves, to feel what we're feeling, and to give those things to God and so experience um, what that Bible that we believe in calls a peace that surpasses understanding, but we have to be honest with what we're dealing with and we have to give it to God so that we can experience that. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 10:25 says, "'Let us not neglect our meeting together, "'as some people do, but encourage one another, Uh, We take this command seriously, even when it is difficult to do so. Whether or not we can physically be together, uh, that's not necessarily uh, a a bad thing that we can't all meet in the same place right now if the Holy Spirit is still moving and, and active inside all of our lives. This building may be closed, but friends, I think you all know that the church is certainly still alive. Even if we can't touch or see one another. In light of all this, we are asking you to embody this aliveness by committing to this first fruit of the spirit, love. This, this is the one I think that sets a template for all the others. And so I'm going to ask you to just, uh, to just embody that this week. Uh, after you express those feelings, after you go before God, to embody that love. And this is how I think you should do it. First, I'm going to call everybody out in the room right now. Everybody that's watching it online, you have to start by caring for yourself. You have to start by caring for yourself. Caring for yourself is always important, but especially at this time. You have to process your feelings. You have to, as I said just a minute ago, name those feelings. You have to be willing to be honest and authentic with what is going on inside you. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's an, that's an admission of anxieties, of things you're dealing with. Psalm fifty five twenty two says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. That's an admission of a burden. You've got to start By owning this stuff, you've got to start by being authentic with the disappointments and the things that you're wrestling with in order for you to understand how best to care for yourself. Next, and I think a lot of you are doing this really well, you have to care for your family and friends. You've got to care for your family and friends. Galatians 6, two says that we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We are to bear one another's heavy loads. We are to bear one another's struggles and we are called to care for those in our worlds that we come alongside first Thessalonians 5 says therefore encouraging one another and build one another up just as you are doing this is starting to happen all across our world people are are being encouraged people are are dropping little notes they're texting one another they're checking on one another these this movement of doing check-in calls is such a significant thing and my hope for you is that you are checking uh, on, on your family, on your friends, on the people that, uh, that are so especially marginalized and that you are looking out for them. The next thing I want you to do is be able to strive to care for your neighbors and community. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Uh, I just, to the best I can, want to address this, this hoarding thing, this stuff that people are doing as they go out into the world and try to only care for themselves or only care for the people that they care for. When we do these kinds of things, we, we, we honestly are just admitting to all kinds of people around us that we just don't care for our neighbors, that we just don't care for our community, that what we care for is ourselves. And we as Christians are called to a higher account than that. 1 Peter 3.8 says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. You have to think of yourself in the correct way. You have to think of yourself as a fellow brother and a fellow sister in the midst of this worldwide, nationwide, countywide, citywide, neighborhood-wide crisis. You have to be willing to think of yourself as part of the greater whole. This is how Jesus thought of himself, and he was, of course, the greatest neighbor. He was, of course, the the greatest example of love in a dark world that we've ever seen, and we are called to be those hands and to be those feet. In respect to how we do this, we need to first, as I said at the beginning, be in deep prayer before God. Ask yourself, who am I responsible to? Who am I responsible to? I'm responsible, of course, to my Lord, and I am responsible to my neighbor. Byron shared that a few weeks ago, that that when God asked, you know, where is your brother? And, And the brother replied, am I my brother's keeper? The answer is a resolute yes. We are the keepers of our brothers and sisters, and so we have to accept that responsibility and so bear one another's burdens. The next thing we need to do is answer the question of who is God putting on your heart? Who is he spiritually putting on your heart? And then ask and trust the Lord to guide your words and steps to be the hands and feet of Jesus, even from a distance in regards to the people God is putting on your heart. Have you asked God, who do you want me to take care of today? who do you want me to love today? Who can I check in on today? Who can I call today? Most of us, I feel like, especially for the first few days, we're trying to figure out what was true, what wasn't. Then the last few days, the calls that I'm getting are people that are trying to figure out how they are going to make sure they themselves survive. I think this is natural. I think you could even say in some ways it's normal, but I don't know if it represents the gospel at its highest form. I think we are supposed to be people that ask the Holy Spirit, who am I supposed to care for? Who am I responsible for helping? Where and how can I be a neighbor? Where and how can I show the love of God? We need to remember... That care can look like all kinds of things. It can look like taking a phone call, a text message sent out, uh, helping to meet a need. It doesn't always have to be physical touch. I've been watching people meet with elderly uh, senior citizens and, and grandparents through windows to encourage them. There's all kinds of powerful things happening in our world. And these are the things that we, I believe, and I hope are called to be part of. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, "'Do not be anxious about anything, With all of this in mind, all of these needs, all of these things we think the Holy Spirit is going to be laying on our hearts, we are doing our best to compile a list of resources for you. This again will be in our weekly newsletter coming out uh, this Monday and every Monday henceforth. And so, uh, Be checking that out. Be praying about that. Be sending in those prayer uh, requests, letting us know about uh, things that are going on in your life so that we can help meet those needs as the Lord allows. Also, Later tonight, because I feel like a, this anxiety piece needs to be more than just preached about in a half-hour sermon, uh, at 6 p.m., we're going to air a conversation I had entitled Processing COVID-19 as a Family with our what I consider church trauma therapist resident, Byron Kaler. Uh, we spent about a half-hour together just talking about this. And, and Byron brought up many of the things that we're, uh, we're, we're talking about today that we need to do to care for ourselves, to care for our friends and families, to care for our neighbors, and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So I hope that you, uh, should I say tune in? Is that the right verbiage? Uh, I hope that you log on and you you watch that. I hope you share it, and I hope you get that, uh, that word out about how we are to process all these things as a family. Uh, we talk about things like, what do we tell our children about all that's going on? What do we say to them that's authentic and honest but but not scare them half to death. We also uh, talk about how do we honor all these feelings going on inside of us. We've talked about that a little today. We also talk about what about if we as couples aren't approaching the situation in the same way? What if we're coming at this with uh, different intensity levels? So we're gonna talk about that. And then lastly, we talk about how should we as the church be responding to our neighbor uh, specifically? This is how we are called to love church. This is how we are called to help. This is an opportunity for us to, to do more, to be more, to share more. But it means that we have to first stop and be present within ourselves, that we have to weigh the consequences of focusing only on our needs versus others' needs. And it means that we really, truly have to decide whether or not we believe and have faith that our God is in control. In this way, I think that we should continue to, uh, to stay where we are, that we should protect our community by, by not going out if we don't have to, if that's continuing to be the guidelines. But I think that we also can reach out through the technology we have to bless so many people around us. So much of our technology right now is being used to scare people. It's being used to, to protect ourselves. It's not, I don't feel like being used as much as it could be to protect people and to make sure that, that they know that there is a living God who loves them as they are. And I know in this season with all that's happening in this world that it's, it's difficult sometimes. You can't see him, you can't hear him, you don't know where he is or why this is happening. And again, I think that's okay because we know that even in the stillest of night, even when it is the darkest that our God is alive and well and providing. I wanna play a song over you uh, and I hope it encourages you, but it's a song that, that, that starts off with somebody being honest about their feelings, being honest about where they are and what they're doing and wanting to do more, but not knowing how. I hope that it blesses you. I hope that this week you, you uh, participate in all these things that keep us as a church family and I hope that ultimately you experience a closeness with Jesus Christ like you never have during this time. I love you church and I'm blessed to be in this with you. I will see you on the other side. Let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the song that we're about to, uh, to, to worship with, for this, this uh, music that's about to be poured over us. I pray God that it would open up our hearts to experience something more that it would allow us to uh, put words to what it is we're struggling with and that we would feel connected to you, that we would feel connected to one another, that we would feel less alone and more encouraged. We praise you, Lord. We lift this time to you now in Jesus' name, amen. After the song, I wanna encourage you guys to stay on for a continued time of prayer through comments. Pastor Chris will be there. Uh, And so anything you have, just make sure you put in there so that we can be praying for you all week. Have a great rest of your week. God bless you.
1: I said, God, I do not understand this world. Everything is dying and broken. Why do I see nothing but suffering? God, I'm asking, could this be your plan? Sin has taken hold of this whole land. Will you not say anything else to me?
2: He said, Where were you the day? Sunk the base and stretched the line over all the earth and car.